0: Um, I took a few very deep breaths just to, uh, to for my body, right? For my mind. Mm-hmm. And when I opened up your book, I found, be patient with yourself. It takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture. Wow. The deep breathing resonated with me today. <laughs> mm. Be patient with yourself. It takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture. I like that. For the first time for me right now, I have paid more attention to, it takes time and
1: deep breathing. Be patient with yourself. Did you tell our listeners what page that can be found on?
0: Oh, it's on page 60. You're welcome.
1: Page 60. Be patient with yourself. It takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. For me, that is affirming and comforting insofar as remembering the power of the deep breath. Mm. Remembering that moment that we all deserve.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's so unique that breathing is like this. We think of it as like an kind of like an automatic, the respiratory system, right? It happens without thinking. Right. But we have a work schedule, a work system set up in this country, in this world, that has this high value and productivity. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We are seeing an increased competency around how important it is to breathe. Mm. But I am saying, for me right now, this is an incredibly important reframe. Mm. As we think about the time and deep breathing, Takes to see the bigger picture. What are the instances that cause us to hyper focus on one part of the picture mm. and not the big picture? Let me bring, for example, you together with some friends. Uh
0: huh.
1: Okay. Yeah. And somebody takes a picture of you and your friends.
0: Okay.
1: What you'd like to be given the opportunity to see is if the picture represents you. <laughs> never mind the moment. Never mind the the once-in-a-lifetime location on vacation
0: uh,
1: I'm not trying to have me misrepresented in this picture right Right. and you ever seen that picture where it's like everybody was focused except for you <laughs> right but it's unique how that causes us to hyper focus on the thing that we don't like never mm. mind the setting never mind the people never mind all the value added in that moment mm. And I'm still not saying I'm okay with that picture being released, <laughs> but I'm drawing our attention to the instances or the nuances that stops us from thinking about the big picture. So yeah. different than a photograph, maybe it's life mm-hmm. and you have plans, you mm-hmm. have desires, mm-hmm. and there seems to be something that is interrupting the plan from coming to fruition. Or the plan is coming to fruition differently than you planned for it. Mm-hmm. And this imperfection, this challenge, this blemish, this hardship is inhibiting our ability to see the big picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we hyper focus on this part that isn't supposed to be happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that.
1: For me, it brings me to think about what it means to be approaching the closing of this calendar year and an invitation to another calendar. Mm. And on this day in December, I feel so differently than I did previous Decembers ago. Mm -hmm. I feel like it happened two years straight. I know it happened at the end of 2019. And I really feel like it also happened in 2020. That is, I didn't have the ability To have a plan going into the new year. Mm. I didn't have the ability to have goals or objectives set. Yeah. Creative goals or objectives set. Bench lines. Quarter markers. None of that was set. Right. I didn't know how to access that. It felt so difficult to experience the anticipation or the likelihood of plans.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because the very thing that we were an expectation of went so different than we expected. Yeah. And when you follow your birth plan, your prayer journal, diary, the medical team's birth plan, when all these things are followed with fidelity, you feel like this should happen the way it's planned to. So to go into labor and delivery and not experience the joy of seeing your child's eyes or seeing exactly how they what their life form looks like who they look like
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: that
1: really interrupted my ability to trust in plans Um, right especially for a new year and i think maybe it felt like especially while everybody else is planning i'll just let them have that because i can't afford i don't know how to engage but these plans the same way everybody else is. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I remember, Fee, you and I were talking about, are we behind? Is there something wrong with us?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Some friends would be talking about the plans they had for the next year, or what are the creative goals, or what are the business goals. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that to offer.
0: I remember being somewhat upset about it, hearing about everyone else's plans, or even just this idea that you can control for it. Mm -hmm. At that time, 2019, it was very difficult for me to process what happened to me, all of the plans that I had Mm -hmm. and how they did not go accordingly. Mm -hmm. And then have people who are close to us or or near us, around us, surrounding us and wherever it is that they are in our circle. Mm and create plans, like Mm -hmm. deliberately. And I had to figure out for me that, okay, they're not doing this personally to make me feel a way, right? What I'm trying to say is, I felt like if you witnessed my plans and what happened, how do you have faith in a plan? Mm -hmm. How do you put together something if you know that Things cannot go accordingly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. That used to really anger me, like to hear about people's plans, like at that time, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, plans. You can make a plan, it don't mean it's gonna happen.
1: But what we also learned is the path is wide enough for us all, right? So both can be true.
0: Well, yeah, I learned that later, yeah.
1: Right. No, exactly. I'm saying.
0: Yeah acknowledging yeah i'm
1: I'm contextualizing (laughs) the world we understand now that both can be true Mm -hmm. i don't know i just want to kind of speak to like some people call it you know like divine intervention some people call it divine synchronicity some people call it hearing from the holy spirit and i'm not talking to either or any of those three tenets
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i'm talking about the way like time feels in my gut Mm -hmm. like what i understand about time now and how it moves and that it moves. And that no matter where I'm at on my reality or my feelings or my index, time is moving.
2: Right.
1: But I also learned a whole lot about grace and plans. Mm. I didn't lean. We didn't design a whole lot of plans this year. We wanted to give birth to a healthy baby girl. And aside from that, everything mm-hmm. else was just, <laughs> you know, secondary. I really witnessed a phenomenon in this year that didn't really have those types of plans. I learned so much about grace.
2: Mm.
1: I learned so much about deep breathing. (laughs) I learned so much about sustainability. In a way, it has repaired the discord I felt between me and time, the Mm. discord I felt about me and plans.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I have a a deeper respect and understanding that what I plan doesn't have to go the way I see it. Mm. That flexibility that position to make plans and to have the flexibility saying that they don't go the way I see it, I'll still honor the day. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: That flexibility is my sustainability. Mm. And I learned that through reflecting on grace in this podcast space, investigating grief's process, investigating love as a practice. And really we had an amazing year. Like for people who did not write down this, manifest master plan for the year or what we wanted things to go. We had an amazing year, Fee.
0: I concur. I
1: concur. An amazing year of reframe. An amazing year of growth. Yeah. An amazing year of love discipleship.
0: Mm -hmm. I never would have thought. No way. Felt it always in my heart, but never would have thought this is what the work would look like. No way. That there's room for this work.
1: I wonder if the room for this work appeared no sooner than we did.
2: Hmm.
1: Like sometimes there are windows of opportunity to be. Mm -hmm. And we found ours in being in the process.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We Mm -hmm. found out there were so many folks who weren't afforded that room to process. Yeah.
0: But man, when you make room for your process, lessons, what wisdom you find If Mm -hmm. you make the room, Mm
1: -hmm. it takes courage and resources to make room. Yeah. This is a black love podcast network. We are fortunate to have a family in this podcast space.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that recognizing how we are fortunate is why I make reference as much as I do to include visibility for other folks experiencing grief. Who almost feels like no one knows what they're mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. because they also have to care for themselves and other people and other children and then sometimes when folks see you functioning at a high level they dismiss that as everything is okay mm-hmm. right when really you are holding on by a thread and juggling you don't know how had it not been for the grace of god
2: mm-hmm.
1: but this podcast space has been particularly beneficial I'll name it, right? Like, you and I, we benefit greatly from this space. But it blew my mind to learn how folks were connecting with this.
2: Yeah. How
1: folks were saying that this has been a staple part of their year, a staple part of their processing of love, of grief.
0: hmm
1: It was very unique when, I think, it, it's is it Spotify that releases those numbers?
0: Yeah.
1: And... All the folks who said that this was their most listened to podcast—I
0: know—that
1: they sent personal notes to us. Yeah, about how it supported them through life. And this, bruh, <laughs> 2021 was crazy, and it ain't over yet. And that's the—that's the thing that really trips me out, right? Because if you ever see in a crazy year, it—it it uses its whole clock.
0: It will use its whole clock, okay.
1: So I have respect for you, 2021, <laughs> seriously, and the lessons you've come to teach us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we really learn to be a more connected community, that we understand belongingness better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we are demystifying grief, mm-hmm. that we are making room for the folks who feel invisibilized in their grief. Mm-hmm. We had an incredible listening base we saw growth in our listeners, in ourselves, but also in how many folks were able to connect. We got to produce a live podcast this year.
0: <laughs>
1: right? We did. From Sacramento, Brick House Gallery. Yeah. An art exhibit. Yeah. Your book signing.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: Tons of new music, right? Yeah. The, we had no weapon. Yeah. With Lauren and... Molly music,
0: mm-hmm. prayers of an angel father that that release Wow,
1: um, that whole project. Yeah,
0: I can't help but think about how important it is to share your story. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that earlier today on the couch, and I think at one point in my life, I may have resisted having a conversation with you at the table like we're doing right now, talking about our lived experiences in fear that they would not matter to someone else's ear or that no one would listen. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's so much power I'm learning now through this year in sharing your story because it creates room for connectedness. It creates room for love.
1: Absolutely. I see, you know, Fee, Fee said, you know, she was concerned about folks not listening. I just want to name, I respect that. That was never my fear. My fear (laughs) was never that folks wouldn't listen. But it's it's important to name that because a union is made of different perspectives. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Right.
1: But that wasn't my fear because I actually know how dope Felicia is. So the whole thing is I know how dope Felicia is. And I know that folks love to hear from her. But on top of what the fears are, I see a whole lot of language in the world around us, around you don't owe social media anything. You don't have to explain anybody what's going on. You don't Mm -hmm. owe anybody. And you're damn right you don't owe anybody. No. Right. (laughs) But when you know why you're showing up for yourself. Yes. It makes room to model that for others. Yeah. Right. We didn't do very much explaining to people. That is also, let me say, I mean, they existed, but nothing's more powerful than love. I don't remember the trolls. I can't even, I don't remember the way they made me feel. (laughs) I can't remember the emotion attached to it. I'm even talking about as early as early onset of our our loss. Mm,
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And
1: the opinions and the critics. Yeah. I don't remember (laughs) y'all. I don't. I don't remember you. Because nothing was more powerful than love. Mm. And it was a huge fear to begin to share our story online in fear of what the doubters and the people who mm-hmm. harbor negativity, mm-hmm. but they didn't stop nothing and they can't stop nothing. Mm. And when it comes on to love, no one can stop it. So I'd rather be on this side of love.
0: Yeah. And
1: if on this side of love, telling our story for our own wellness, for, honoring our voices, mm-hmm. speaking truth into the world that did not exist the way we heard it before, mm-hmm. it was a whirlwind. I never knew that us processing this way, honoring each other's voices, would honor so many other voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just felt Let's like this has not been said. This space does not exist. So I'm grateful that Kamayu brought us here.
2: hmm
1: we found so many more families
2: mm-hmm.
1: who've experienced loss we're navigating. We found so many more families who gave us so much loving, kindness, of and gentleness around pregnancy after loss. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't a challenging time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and y'all made space for us, we got to experience the Black Love Summit.
0: I was so excited about that. <laughs>
1: We got to create so many new experiences in art. You're working on the script of your next book, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Provided that this year, we still got to do healing work with our Be Imaginative family Mm -hmm. and song remedy family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Got our Emmy this
1: year. Yeah. (laughs) We got an Emmy this year. Mm. Kamali grows every day.
0: She's got two teeth so far this year.
1: And I can't believe they're here.
0: I can't believe they're here. They're sharp. And she's so cute still. She's still cute. But those little suckers are sharp. Watch your fingers.
1: (laughs) I remember she bit me on my shoulder. I said, what the hell? (laughs) Right? <laughs> and she read the volume of my response and my body language and she cried and I felt so bad. Yeah. Because I was trying to tell her, no, no, that wasn't for you. That was just the fire I felt on my shoulder. <laughs> I mean, she chomped. She chomped.
0: Oh, oh, sweet baby. When
1: we used to talk about missing the moments we thought we had, I'm also experiencing moments I didn't know I'd have.
0: Mm. That's so important to say. Thank you.
1: And I love how much I have to grow from what I thought it was to what it is. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: The lessons I learned about love and fatigue, the lessons I learned about what a mother needs, how to be a better partner in the parenting experience. Mm -hmm. And I named partner in the parenting experience because the teamwork is not based on what daddies do what mommies do. Right. When a baby needs what a baby needs, it is what is needed. Mm -hmm. And any one of us can feel it. Mm -hmm. But because I see you feeling so many needs, it taught me how to recognize what both you and Kamali's needs are. And I love how that has changed my schedule and made me more patient Mm -hmm. as a servant. I think about this year and all the writing and emoting and the safe space that was made and the Men that I met online, the brothers that I met online, the black men that I met online and the types of conversations we were able to have. That was profound.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Conversations I've never heard before, conversations that have not been spoken online,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: love not being withheld or weaponized. It was truly remarkable.
0: I love how these conversations that you and I have been able to have have created safe spaces so that there are men and women that can tap into us and ask us questions and have these conversations. One of the things that I really, really value this year is being available to an angel mother who is looking to find reference of how to navigate the terrain. Mm-hmm. And I'll take every moment that I can to be able to answer those questions or just mm-hmm. not even it's not really even the questions. It's an opportunity to connect and feel seen and mm-hmm. feel like understood. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: mm-hmm. Fee, thank you for that. Thank you for that noble work.
0: Thank you for that noble work that you do. Because as I'm listening to you process and really holding the conversation for me because of where I'm at right now, I can only think about how you've held this family like for the last two years, ongoing.
1: It's been a joy to be this type of present father. (laughs) You know, so many men have had to suffer the consequences of thinking our role was mostly provider Mm. and we exchanged present for provision. But presence is profound and nothing can replace being present. Mm. So as the world did what it did, it created the invitation for me to be more present for you and Kamali Mm. and Kamayu and myself.
0: Mm. And you do it with such poise, man. Like you're like an acrobat. Mm. When it comes to how you hold your family,
1: I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that God has equipped me and cares for me enough that while I hold all these things, He still holds my hand.
2: Mm.
1: I forgot about the film screening we had.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: In February, right, of this year in yeah, San Francisco. We did.
0: Right? We had a sold out drive in experience.
1: I also want to name the types of communities that were created, the types of affinity spaces that were created for me and other brothers was amazing. Mm -hmm. But I really love when we ascended to this level of love that had so much inclusion around it. Mm. And suddenly the practice of love wasn't based on who you love or how you love or gender roles.
0: Mm. Right. Say that.
1: We have so many families defined by so many unique presentations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And I loved, I loved every moment of us investigating love's process together.
0: Me too. I
1: love what I got to learn from the Stokes Kennedy.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. I love our bond mm-hmm. and what we see when we all went out to eat together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the way we shared parenting
2: hmm And
1: caring for one another's children.
2: hmm
1: It was profound to me. And love called us to that place. Right. And I want to keep moving forward in that direction that we may all love more abundantly.
2: Yeah.
1: Uniquely enough, this year I feel comfortable with making plans.
2: Hmm.
1: It has perhaps something to do with this thing in me, fatherhood. hmm And what my responsibilities are to my children
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and to set them up in a path that the world opens up before them so they can create as they desire. So this year, my planning is mostly attributed to my, hear that gut feeling that I talked about earlier in the podcast. I think that gut feeling is knowing that you're somebody's daddy. Mm. And that rearranges calendars, that rearranges schedules. It puts precedence on making provision while still learning how to be present. I find no greater work. Nothing's more rewarding than to wake up and work for my family. Yeah. And to show Kamali how I spend time with God in the morning and how that guides each part of my step, my day, my conversation. So... I guess the first part of my plan is to love more abundantly in 2022.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: To make room for experiences. I've been recording an album all.
0: I'm listening to Kareva. Nope. We are loving more abundantly nah, in 2022. Nah, but I'm going to tell I y'all about Kamala.
1: Ran. I almost got up and ran.
0: What did you think was happening?
1: I thought she was shaking her whole crib, son.
0: Corrigan, no.
1: (laughs) Y'all, I thought it was a wrap. Listen,
0: okay, we have her on the monitor here, right?
1: We have a nanit. Shout out to Nanit if y'all want to.
0: Shout out to Nanit.
1: We can tell you all about the product.
0: So Kamali, when she wakes up, she sits straight up. She doesn't make much noise because she knows she's being watched. And so she's waiting for a parent to walk into the room. A parent has yet to walk into the room. Mm-hmm. And when a parent has yet to walk into the room, she walks over to that nanny and she stretches her hand to it and she shakes it and looks up. Yeah. And so Kariga seeing this for the first time, he thought she was shaking, shaking her the crib. crib.
1: She was shaking the camera. You know,
0: and she looks up like, hello. I, mean,
1: I know y'all see me.
0: So to seeing each other. <laughs>
1: That is also what parenthood is. Yeah. So I am committed in this year to come, Fee,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on developing my binocular vision to be able to see you and what your needs are and to see her and what her needs are. Mm. Because the sustainable way in this path is to see each other. Although we're parents, we got to see each other as well. And children are so loving and so demanding. In many cases, that's all you can see. Mm. I'll continue to see you. You continue to see me, and we'll keep an eye on her. I love Um, that. We've been recording a lot of new music all of 2021. Mm -hmm. I look forward to sharing new music, new albums, new books, new experiences. Mm -hmm. Now that Kamala's a little older, you might even catch us in a city near you. Hey. Yeah, curating a Black love experience.
0: I love that you said for 2022, we are... Planning to love more abundantly in this affirmation, although it is contextualized in a present day. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say it for the year that in 2022, we will continue to practice love by showing compassion to people or spaces often overlooked or intentionally silenced.
1: Say that again for all of us.
0: In 2022, we will continue to practice love by showing compassion to people or spaces often overlooked or intentionally silenced.
1: Massive love to you all. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga.
0: Kariga and Felicia and Kamali in the crib.
1: (laughs) And the listeners who make this space possible. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill. Yay, yay. And the ever so talented Rasu McLamore. <sighs>